When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wired in with Shagoon. The game. Yeah, yeah, how you doing this morning? So kind to be on the show with us today. If you make a Mount Rushmore of hip-hop music, his face has got to be there. If you put NWA up there, you put Ice Cube up there, you put Snoop up there, you have to have room for the game. Hey, I ain't never got an introduction like that. I might have to bring you on tour. (laughs) You're going to want to listen every week on PodcastOne.com. Download it there. PodcastOne.com. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. PodcastOne.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh Uh-huh. A place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source and uh, an occasional man. Uh, I'm Kristen Carney, here with, um, of course, Marnie Kinris, uh, owner of The Wing Girl Method, and we have Adam Lod back in the studio with us. Who was here um, right at the beginning, the conception of this podcast? Yes. I'm so happy to have back because you are a wealth of good advice and you ways are. to get with the young ladies. I, I remember being, that about you. I love being there for the conception. Yes, right? You, you're there and then you leave. Uh, and then you're gone. That's yeah, the best kind of man ever. But I come back to coach baseball, so it's okay. There you go. Exactly. That's, that's perfect. It's perfection. Um, so before, sorry, b- before oh, we get started, before. I just... Before, Junior, um, I just want to say thank you again to our listeners. Please visit our sponsors' pages yes. um, and be sure to shop on our Amazon link, which is winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon, mm-hmm. and follow us on Twitter, and we really appreciate all you've done for us. And, of course, we have Farty Artie in the yeah, booth. I want to say something about this Amazon link. I really Please. believe that as much as you can you pound this thing every week about the Amazon, I don't know if... How many people do you really think understand the Amazon concept? I don't think they really understand. I don't think they do either. But you want to know why? Because it's, it's so... It's so simple yet complicated. Yes. It's, it seems like it's complicated, but it's not. I think that's the issue. Exactly. So like when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going www.amazon.com, you go to www.wingrowmethod.com slash Amazon, and you're going to see products that we've selected for you. All you do is click through on that page, and it brings you to Amazon. But what Amazon, what happens with Amazon is that they recognize where you are clicking through from. Yes. And so they know to give credit to that page. It's really simple. You literally just go to wingrowmethod.com slash Amazon, click on those those links, you're there. It's a great way to support this show without having to actually like part with your money in a way that goes towards like an advertiser right. or something like that. All you have to do is you buy things on Amazon. You buy socks, you buy toilet paper, you buy TVs, computer, whatever you're going to buy on Amazon. Anything you buy, I'm buying if air you just this week. bookmark that damn link... Every single time, no matter what you buy, whether it's a $40,000 car or a $5 pen, I don't know who's paying $5 for a pen, but either way, <laughs> if you're buying something, or $40,000 for this a car. show gets a percentage of that purchase. Whatever you buy, if you don't have to buy anything, but whatever you buy that you're going to buy already, if you use that link, 
the show gets support. So the you best. guys get paid, and you actually get to contribute towards helping the lifestyles of the two beautiful women that come in here and do the show. And, for the, you and the products yes. aren't more expensive. No, it's not like no, you're no paying difference. a higher price no to donate. It, right. is, it is no skin off your back, other than the little bit of extra energy it takes to remember. Okay, so now that they understand how to do this, it is time to get to the Wing Girl Minute. Want to know the number one mistake I see men making with women? They're not acting like the masculine men they really are and want to be. Women want to be led. They want to be challenged and they want to be dominated. Oh, they want you to be dominant. Sorry. (laughs) But most importantly, they want to be with a man who knows how to be a man. I'll teach you how to be that man who gets everything he wants with women. And that is my Wing Girl Minute. Yay, Wing Girl Minute. So you were saying be a strong man, don't be, like know your role, right? For sure, which actually leads me to today's guest because he is going to talk to us about being bold. Yeah. We have Adam Galat on the show, as you said, on the top of the show, who's been with us before. But you are the king of being bold. Now so I tell am. us, like, what, what the hell does that mean? What does it mean being bold? It's a great question. First of all, hi. Hi. Good to be here. So it's been a long journey. I was married. Yes. Once upon a time. And uh, I remember my son once said to me, um, I think it was it was in my house, and I think he saw three girls go through that day. By the way, it was one of those, you know. Post- like, why are you such a slut? No, no. He goes, he goes. You know, Dad. Why are you so amazing? When you were married, <laughs> you were really a pussy. Really? <laughs> that was what he said. He, he made that I mean, a lot. How of old was he that he said that? He was like twelve or thirteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's a smart kid. Um, but it, you know, he, he saw the difference in my life, and 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 what he was saying was. What he saw, I got married very young, 23. And because of who I was growing up, I had a sister that died when I was young. And my, my, whole, my whole sort of position toward women was, I'm going to save the world for you. I'm going to make the world great for you. Which is not the worst thing in the world, but it makes you a right. little bit of a pussy. Right. So, you know, I, I was very much a savior. So when I met my wife way back when, um, I, uh, I, I, you know, it was really a savior saved relationship. Here, there was this beautiful, talented, you know, brilliant woman, and also a drill sergeant in the Israeli army in uniform. Oh, so. wow. and blonde. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was hot. Yeah. And um, and she had a real screwed up family life, and I saw an opportunity to save her. So I really spent years and years trying to save somebody. Um, when I got single. And I always say I got single. I never say I got divorced. Right. Right. Real I like friend. that. Yeah, it's, I, real it's great. It's like the way that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow did it with Chris Martin. They're, they right. consciously uncoupled. Right. But I like that because you did it before them. Yeah. Uh, changing, well, changing the terms. I like that. Well, I always change terms. I actually have a piece on having to post about it. I never say I got divorced because I don't want to. I know I don't define myself as someone who's divorced. I define right. myself who is gloriously single. Right. And so you are gloriously yeah. single. Yes, it's been wonderful. Um. So I really had to sort of reframe my life, and you know, I went through all the stages that guys do. Um, when they come out of a long-term relationship, including the aforementioned, um, I call it ego bonking phase, right. where I just kind of re- really rebuild my self of se- sense of self again. Yeah, you have to re- like pick up the pieces literally. Yeah, and- I had to like redefine who I was. I actually didn't know who I did. I was married so long, and we kind of grew up together from age 23. So yeah. I had to really And rebuild. how old were you when you became single? 39. 39. 39. Oh, so wow. I started to start, and I wrote, a, I wrote a piece about it. It was one of my first pieces I ever wrote. It was about like literally coming out onto the street at 5 o'clock on Wilshire, which is close to here. And it was after a meeting. I was writing scripts for Hollywood. And I came out. It was 5 o'clock. It was the first night my sons weren't going to be in my house. And they were 7 and 10 at the time. Right. And, I, and I remember coming out on the street and like having the key in my hand and looking at my car and going, where am I supposed to go? Right. I have nowhere to go. 
Like, I yeah. always went home. That right. was my thing, you know? And now I could go anywhere in the world. Right. I said, well, I'll go to a bookstore. Well, that's good. You looked at Vegas. it positively because some people could say, I'm displaced. What do I do? Where do I go? Dude, I stood there for 20 minutes right. going, where do I go? I, it was, I went through all these emotions. Yeah. So like, do I go to the bookstore? I always used to want to go to the bookstore back when we had bookstores. Right. Before Amazon, please buy your books from Amazon. <laughs> Marty Kinmas. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't know where to go. And I thought, I'll go to a bar. I've never been to a bar, you know, because right. we were all about the family. I'll go to Vegas. I'll go to the beach. I ended up like driving toward home. You ended up in a crick, like drunk, your face, like, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) almost. I ended up, I ended up going, I said, well, I'd have to eat. So I actually stopped at a supermarket going home and I spent two hours going up and down the aisles going, do I like you or do I eat you because we ate you? I mean, so I really had to literally build my life up from the start. I had zero idea how to date. I'd never dated before. But you know the whole story without going through it too much. But I'm a wizard with words. You know, I taught poetry at Stanford. I wrote yeah, screenplays. You've always been charismatic, yeah. yeah. Well, with words. Well, no. Words. You've only known me since. Right, that's true. Yeah. But I was great with words. So, right. you know, words have always been my life as a screenwriter and, and professor. Um, so I was able to online sort of meet anyone I wanted because of the power of words. So wait, let me interrupt you for a second. So uh, while you're going through the supermarket, you're not trying to interact with women. Oh, God. Right? That first day? Okay. No, I'm sorry. I was looking at food. Oh, I, I was food. holding food in my hand going, I didn't even know what food I like. Right. Because right. she ate it with you. You guys ate it as it a was family. Us. You actually right. like it. Right. But right. So you're saying in person, like live in person, you oh. weren't able to be as charismatic as you were online. Oh, my God. Exactly. Right. I okay. had no idea. I was I was also embarrassed to date. I had right. been married all my adult life. So the first thing I could do was just go to, I would go to a networking event and I didn't even have a business, but I went to, I figured up. I could meet someone with breasts, you know, and maybe start a conversation. <laughs> a yeah. And, and so, uh, so I started doing that. What networking that. events are for. Yeah, I guess. Right. In the <laughs> end. Um, so anyway, so, you know, how did boldness come into this? So I, I was very timid at first because I kind of felt married for a long time, you know, and I felt I was cheating on my wife, even though I wasn't with right. her anymore. And I just kind of learned as I went along. And I, I like to tell the story of my first date. I went, met a woman at a party. I spent $8,000 on the first date. It's a long story. I had to buy a car. All I had was a minivan. So I had to like, and I orchestrated this beautiful date with like wine from the area that Handel's father, who's a wine seller, because we went to see Handel's water music. We went to the water grill. You know, I'm a writer. So right. I created this beautiful thematic thing. She was blown away. And we get to her gate and we're standing at her little picket fence, believe it or not, in LA. <laughs> and she says to me, so what's the protocol? Like at the gate, this is my first date in 17 right. years. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll call you again. You know, and that was it. And I walked away. That was my first date. Fast forward, right. after I've learned all this stuff, tested all this stuff, I was with this girl. She was, I think, 23, tats, country western singer, came to L.A. recently. I'm in my 40s. We go out. We go to Sunset Boulevard. We have an amazing time. We break into parties. We go onto the rooftop. We eat from tables. We make out behind things, right? First date. And we get back to her house. Same thing. Picket fence. And she looks at me. She goes, well, now what? Right? It's like 1130. Here's boldness. I go, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to kiss you. If you like it. You're going to kiss me back. Oh, I love that. If I like it, I'm going to throw you over my shoulder, carry you upstairs, and ravish you all night long. If we both <laughs> like it, in two months, we'll go to Hawaii. Look at that. Wow. Now, that is bold. Yeah, let's break it down. All right? So it's yeah. really fun. So this is, there's a science to communication. So as a man, you want to be directive. So when, when I talk about boldness, it's kind of that middle line between a douchey all the way on the left and shy all the way on the right. Right. So it's neither, it's neither like douchey, blustery, false. You know, there's no masks. And on the other side, it's not shy and hesitant timid. And, sh- and timid and self-shamed. Right. You, you, can I curse? Yes. You fucking state <laughs> your will. You make your will felt in the world. Straight, straight on, straight on. So I said to her, here's what's going to happen, right? 
I'm going to kiss you. That's a bold statement. This is just what's going to happen. Boldness is action. It's the action that comes from a confident man. By the way, if, guys, if you're listening and you don't feel that confident, the good news is boldness is also the action from a not confident man. But it's the action. It's the action that women can feel and see. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kiss you, right? Then I said, and this is what, this is what the douchey guys mixed, you know, the, like the worst of the pickup people. Um, I said, if you like it, you'll kiss me back. Right. So I gave her agency, right? I gave her mm-hmm. the right of being a subjective human being, right? So, and then, then I give a reward. If I like it, now I'm qualifying. We all know about, you know, one of, right. the, one of the beautiful things about dating is you get to qualify your partner, whether you're a man or a woman, to see if they pass tests. If I like it, I'll pick, then, then it gets fun. Then I'm going to pick you up, nice, physical, masculine, right? and I can do that. And, uh, and I did, actually. So, and we never make it to Hawaii. We did never make it to Hawaii. But still. But it's a beautiful thing to be able to, to state your will cleanly and clearly and still give agency to a woman, still give her the respect yeah. of her decisions. So I learned this years ago, and this was all the process of learning. So I love, I love comparing the two picket fence moments. That's like right. they're kind of brackets on my life. And I learned that you know years ago. Like one woman you went out with didn't install the picket fence, and the other <laughs> woman you went out with built the picket fence <laughs> and hammered it together. Right. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, so it was definitely a learning process, and I love experimenting. I was an academic for years, ten years, and so I love experimenting. So when I started like dating online, I just started playing with words and seeing what I could create, you know, with women through words, and then obviously through action. So the the boldness thing has been a has been a real interesting sort of journey. So what gave you the confidence to be bold? Because I know that you just said there was one scenario. There was another scenario that was later on down the road. How do you get from A to B? To I B wish I could sit here and go like, because I'm I so did. awesome. You right. know, it was experimentation. That's what I'm saying. It was really – I remember I was in Canada at something and there was this cute little girl. And, you know, it was just, I, I stood up and I said something in this room and she thought it was funny. I noticed – I pulled her over to, you know, during the break to this coat room and I just looked at her and I knew we had a minute before we go in, went in. And I said to her – this is years ago. I said, I'm going to kiss you, Right. Most simplest thing in the world. I'm going to kiss you. And she kind of tilted her head a little. I'm like, okay. all right, awesome. So there we were. When a man says to a woman, when he's bold, when he just states his will, and I'll keep coming, boldness is letting your will be felt in the world. When you state that, she has three choices. She can go, okay, like you just said so cutely. Like, okay. <laughs> or, or she could say, okay, tongue out. And- yeah, really. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or she can say, no, you're not. In which case, guys, you know, you back off. It's okay. Right. Or she could like, you know, be in between. Um, and then there's a way to do this. Now, okay, let's just take this a bit further. So now I'm letting people into my boldness code. So this is like a whole training I do on boldness physically, mentally, um, uh, verbally, and sexually. So this is one of the things I like to do because one of the things about being bold is that you want to keep people surprised, right? Yeah. So when a girl says – when you say, I'm going to kiss you and she doesn't say, no, you're not, then you um, – you lean in and you just brush her lips and then you come around to the side of her neck and you get her there, which is so much better. Wow. So much better. Yeah. Keep a little surprise in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, even like the, the, the act of experimenting is pretty bold. The fact that you have enough like oh. chutzpah. Let's chutzpah. Say, like, come on, another Let's room, say chutzpah. To put it out there and experiment. Or chutzpah. It, 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 yeah, exactly. It takes balls to be able to do that. It is. And well, you know, two things. Infinite games, brass balls, tender heart. All right. So you just said two things. Um. Chutzpah? Yeah, we've had three things. Chutzpah. Right. Okay, brass balls and say, infinite games. Chutzpah. And let's have hummus with it. Okay. So, <laughs> so check this out. One of my principles on really being effective with women and being a great guy, by the way, and being the kind of guy women really want, I call it brass balls tender heart. Okay. It's core to my boldness code. Women want guy with brass balls, meaning you get your shit done in the world. Right. Right? You really make your will felt. But also, duh, 
tender heart. Because right. women want to be protected. They want to be loved. They want to be cared for. They want to be cherished. So these are two aspects a man has to really develop to be successful with women. The other thing that you mentioned, which is really great, and I'm really glad you said this because most people miss this. You said you have to be courageous to want to experiment. Mm-hmm. So one of my key concepts is finite and infinite games. You may know the name. There's a book uh, by James Parse. And it's, it's about mm, how to really pursue anything, business, life, women, whatever it is, definitely your life with women and definitely your life in general. Right. A finite game is there's a, winner, there's a winner and a loser, right? And this is how people get to feel frustrated or, oh, she rejected me. Really? You were rejected? No, you weren't. It, they think it's the end of the game, and so they take it really hard. A finite game is when you're playing toward an end and there's a winner and a loser. Infinite game is what we're actually living anyway. Right. It's just an infinite game of experimentation and improvement. So if I was standing at that white picket fence that first night and gave up, you know, I could have gone gay, I could have become a, a, a eunuch, you right. know, I could have done a lot of things, but I didn't, you know? So look, and you, and you just keep moving up all the time. It's just self-improvement. And the fun of it is, it's an infinite game. So to all the listeners, I wanna just really, you know, just, just say to you, Forgive yourself. Go easy on yourself. That's what this World Cup feels like to me, just an infinite game. <laughs> an infinite. Like, just that come on, end already. It is an infinite It is an infinite game. I know. The infinite series. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. Enough, right? I know. Maybe the more ear biting, it would be more fun. Yeah, you know? totally. I'd be into it. A little more yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's an infinite series. Yeah. But l- really, looking at your life as an infinite game just gives you, it gives you so much energy. It makes everything fun. And I you like just looking, know you're getting better. I like looking at it like that, too, because as soon as you said that, it changed. It was like your end game is, is not ending with that person. Person. It's ending when you want it to end when with the die. right situation. When you die. When you right. die, as right. far as we know, ultimately. Right. Because right. you just get better and better and better and better. And by the way, same thing with relationships. I, I'm actually working on a... Uh, uh, I'm working on a relationship I'm right now. I'm working on a program. Well, I have a good one. Uh, I'm working on a program called uh, Conflict into Cuddling. Like, how do you turn conflict into deeper love? And it's and it's and I, um, I've been writing about when I was married back then. Like, everything was strategic. Well, if I give in now on this, right. I'm going to be suffering this the rest of my life. And it was like this, I have to win. I have to win. That's like gone out of my consciousness. And really, you approach relationship as this wonderful infinite game of how yeah. can we each be happier? If yeah. you approached... I, I don't ha- you know don't know much about your marriage and all that, but now what you know now. Oh my god! Do you think you would have stayed married with all these different techniques and like knowledge things that you have? No. Okay. Really? So it just wasn't the right person. Well, you know, it's 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 never that. It's it's the choice. Do you want do you want to choose to be with this person? Could we have made it the right people? Yeah. I mean the hilarious thing is is that in the 14 we've been having lunch now recently. Oh, um, that's yeah, it's really fun. Oh wow. We've been having lunch and it's funny cuz my kids are always like someone asked my 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 son who's like the truth teller in my life. Cuz he called know, you a pussy. He called me a pussy. When you were married, you were a pussy, right? right? Um somebody asked him, "Do your parents have the same values?" And he thought and he goes, "Well, he goes they have the same values, but my mother has a uh, scarcity mindset, and so she's really cheap. And my father has an abundant mindset, so he's really wasteful. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. That's a yeah. really good description. Yeah. Um. So we have the same values. So one's Jewish and one's not. No, she's Israeli, so believe me. Oh wow. <laughs> um. But uh, you know, we have the same values, and the, the, what I was saying. The funny thing is, in the 14 years, we've gone on very similar journeys. You know, I've become a teacher of tantra. I started something called OneTantra.com with all the top tantra teachers. She has also gone deep into the tantra community. We've never actually What's met tantra. Tantra sex? That's oh, like deep spiritual, oh. deep spiritual connected sex. Oh, I think I just say tan- tantra. Yeah, yeah, tantra. Yeah, either. Yeah, tantra. But 
Um, so we've both done that. We've both, uh, I worked with David Data. You probably know who mm-hmm. he is, what Way of the Superior Man for two years. I was his partner. She's gone to Data stuff. Really? Um, yeah, it's good. I've done deep shamanic work in Peru and the jungles and other, other, other kind of things. And she's done that. We, we're actually very similar. But the personalities, you know, it's a choice of do I want to do I want to do this work again with, with someone? Do I yeah? Do I want to do this work with you? Is this the work I want to do in this life? And it came at a good point. Say this isn't my work in this life, you know. Right. So I that's what that. I'm saying. It's not that she's the right person. It's just that you always have a choice to make that person the right person. Right. You always have a choice. I do want to touch on one thing before uh, we take a break before going to our next segment, but. Um, when you were talking about how to handle a possible rejection, I'm putting air quotes around it because it's not okay. really rejection. It's it's motivation to try again. How, how feedback. the first time that you did get rejected, possibly, right. how did you handle that so that you could continue to move forward? Well, when I get rejected, I'll let you know. No, I'm <laughs> um, let me think. Well, I was so rejected. I can tell I, you about it. I felt so rejected in my marriage. Like nothing. I, I, I used to say I felt like Superman. Right. You know, and like. Like you, nothing could hurt me because I I had felt so hurt hurt I think for such a long time yeah and I just felt fine. Um, I remember kind of being amused a little bit. I remember meeting this one girl online, and we were at lunch. She goes, you know, I'm really enjoying this lunch. I go, thank you. She goes, but I really go after more classically handsome men. I'm like, okay, what am I baroque romantic? You have a Mel Gibsony thing yeah, without the, without the racism. I know, I know, without yeah. the self hating Jewish yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. He's a little stockier than me. I see him at the gym all the time. Is he? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But I know it's weird. I've been getting that. Um. So the question was, was rejection. How do you handle it? Yeah. Well, I have to or what th- did you say I to yourself really to keep think. going? Well, I'll tell you the honest truth. This here's the honest truth. So it's been 14 years, all right, right. I think, since I've been single. Um, because of my ability to conjure women up online through my word skills, and I've written about that, and maybe you can yeah. send people a link to uh, my book, uh, Deep Online Attraction. Um, because I was so amazing at that, honestly, it was so easy for me. When I always had like four or five women on the line. You gave us at great information the first time you came around about yeah, that. Yeah, but online and dating. people had a lot of questions about that. Yeah, so online dating. So if you want to send people to Deep Online Attraction, it's a great book. And I always had so many women to choose from. So I never took any. Anyone that seriously. I mean, I was literally dating seven, eight women a week back in the day. Right. And on cycles, you know. On their um, cycles, on their period cycles. Yeah, and then I had a little chart. <laughs> that sounds like hell. I yeah, had yeah, a little yeah. chart. No, on cycles, like, I always had my first, right, the right, first right. date was at five, you know, the second date was at seven, and the closer was at nine, that kind of thing. Nice. So, and, you know. They were, they were his dinner ladies. Yes, they were. Oh, and then was, you had a dessert lady. You remember yeah. this stuff. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You guys have good memories. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was Good true. memories. So, I think. <laughs> So uh, thanks for the memories. Um, yeah, so I think abundance. Remember going back to my son yeah. said about abundance mentality. I created abundance, so no one, no one person's opinion was ever going to hurt me. And if okay. I got good, I think it was Tony Robbins who said, "There's no, there's no uh, rejection, only feedback." So if guys, if you play the infinite game, if you if you approach life boldly with courage, everything's information, everything's feedback, and you take it, you go on. Yeah. I mean, another one of my first dates. Here's this is a funny one. Um, so I, I did a lot of film and theater and all that stuff. So I remember we were on a date. It was like one of my first dates. And, uh, and we were at a restaurant. And the, and, the, and, the, and the waitress was from the Deep South. Right? And she was like, well, what do y'all want for? You know, and I just kind of responded back in accents. And she I was thought, like, oh, Mel Gibson. Hey, let's yeah, chat. We have a, so much in common. No, but I'm like, from the South. I, I, I hate a lot of people. Uh, yeah. You're Me Mel too. Gibson. Yeah. I went back to her. I, so I just kind of answered her back in her accent just because I've done that all my life. I lived in England and all around the world. And uh, so I did back to the, her, and my and she was so offended. My <gasps> date was, she was, I can't believe you made fun of her. And I'm like, I didn't make fun of her. I was, I was playing. She goes, oh, it was horrible. I'm like, 
okay, and the date was done. And we were done. I would have been a little weirded out. I was having fun. I was playing with I her. I would have liked it. Yeah. I mean, I was just totally playing with her. Um, some women love it. When if you, you were like, how do you do this? I know. I didn't make fun of Well, like, you know, and, and here's the thing, guys. Some women like playfulness. Some don't. Mm-hmm. So the woman I'm seeing now, and it's getting quite serious, by the way. Oh, mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like Ditch her. Go. It's get out now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's been amazing. It's three years. So it's wow. really awesome. Yeah. So um, on our first date, she put me through the test because I had, literally I'd never seen anyone this beautiful online. And she, she just was bombarded. It was her first time ever online. She got bombarded. I got through. Took me a couple of emails, yeah. but I got through. And then she wouldn't even – she wouldn't talk to me She would because I always tell guys, second email to the phone. She wouldn't do it. She goes, I'll email with you for a couple of weeks. And then she said, I'll text with you because she really was putting people through the test. And I really loved it, by the way. Yeah. Like another principle, guys, boldness is you don't collapse at a challenge. Yeah. A woman who knows her self-esteem, a woman who knows her quality is going to challenge you. And yeah. working for something makes it that much better. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Or it makes you tired. But yeah, but she knew her self-worth, right? right? And so she was putting me through the test and it was really fun. Like I kind of played it. It's an infinite game. I didn't feel rejected that she wouldn't go by my rules. So we're on our first date. And she's very formal with me. And it was kind of funny. And, uh, and I'd just written my book on confidence called Instant Confidence with yeah. Women. Like how to always really take the lead in the beginning, especially for men who aren't used to taking the lead. So you make the decision. You set the spot. Again, I call it state the date. Here's the place where we're going, right? So she changed it. So I changed it again. Oh, I changed the time. She changed it again. It's almost like she read my book. And she right. did, by the way, before we met. Oh, wow. And so, and so um, we, we're sitting at dinner. And, um, and so she says to me. I can't believe you guys decided on the time. Oh, it was awesome. That was awesome. Like three changes. <laughs> like eight months later. She's right. smart. She is smart. And so, um, so yeah, eight months later, right? <laughs> so she goes, pass the pepper. And I pick up the pepper like this. And I go, pass the pepper. And she goes, Mm, now, motherfucker! Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm like, I said, you just got much like, more will you interesting. Marry me? Yeah, yeah, it was a really yeah. g- great moment because it was fun. Yeah. But then I had to pick up the phone because of my son, and so I picked up the phone, and I said, I have to take this. This is my son. It's the only person I'll take a call from. And I said, Yeah, the inflatable giant penguins under the house. And I hung up, and she goes, "You have an inflatable giant penguin." And I go, "Yeah. Whenever we have parties, I live up in the hills. Whenever we have a party, we put this giant eight foot penguin out in front of the house, um, so people can find our house." And she loved that. I had a great. Giant inflatable illuminated yeah. penguin. Now some women great Billy Madison reference. Yeah, continue. <laughs> there on. you go. Yeah, um, but but you know some women don't like that. They think it's immature, or they you know they're not into playful. So guys, right. it doesn't matter. You got to find your match. Right, and guys exactly. guys forget that they can also choose. It's like when yeah. you want a job interview, you're also interviewing them. Obviously, you know, for, see if you, see if you want that job. So you know, if someone doesn't like the penguin thing, they know, and then you know, good, they're not for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we're going to hate a lot of other things down the road. Oh, yes. I want guys to check out your boldness code, which is happening on the 15th. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. All right. Let me talk. Well, actually, let's get to that because we are telling us we have to take a break. I just want to give a link for it, but it's winggirlmethod.com slash adambold, and we'll talk more about that when we come back. And we'll do a lot of questions. Yes, exactly. Sounds like a font. Yes, it does. Adam Bold. Hey guys. 
guys, it's Marty. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know when you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle-free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Woman podcast and shop at truecar.com. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Whatever. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We're here continuing with Adam Glad with all this information that we um, are very interested in hearing and continuing. So you were saying something about something. Oh, yeah. So look, um, I went on this journey, right? Starting off being very timid around women, not really know what to say, afraid of seeming sexual with them because I felt married because I'd been yeah. married for so long. Then I discovered this amazing world of women and life. And so, you know, I started really codifying everything I was doing. And I did a lot of research. I studied everything. I mean, I have this academic background, but I really studied, like, what is the mindset of champions? You know, champion MMA Just fighters, study me and my family. Are you, are you, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Are you champions or you're nuts? We're couch champions. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but And then I started experimenting with everything. So... Over the years, I developed something called the Boldness Code, which is living life as a bold man. And the key thing about this is that it's not just about women. It's who you actually are because yeah. women need to admire men. So what I've done is um, I'm doing a, a webinar. And praise them. Yeah, some no, men need praise. Yeah. No, 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 it's true. Some <laughs> men need praise. All men need admiration yeah, they for do. the man they are. Women need right. praise. Oh, yeah. You know? um, so we can get into that if you and want. And a raise. And a raise. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Um, so the boldness code, what I'm doing is I'm doing this webinar on the 16th, July 16th, and it's called the five master, how to master the five make or break moments with women. Huh? All right. Cause there are basically five moments that women are on the sort of sniff for with guys to see if they've got courage. One of my f- favorite books is called 59 seconds. I love this book. And it's a series of university studies about how to change your state or someone else's state in under a minute. And the number one way to sexualize a woman is to show Boldness is to show courage. So there are five moments, um, and the webinar is how to show boldness and courage in those five make or break moments. If you don't do it, you're toast. If I you believe do it. it you're awesome. Even right now, you talking about it. I mean, I've been in a, re- in a relationship for six years, and, and it's over now. To, now yeah. Well, it's so about. like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he knows that, and I know that, and whatever. But um, you just <laughs> saying like the bold thing. I'm imagining being like. Um, in that room, not necessarily with you. We'll keep it it less weird. Mel Gibson. With Mel Gibson. And, you know, him saying, I'm going to kiss you and me being so impressed or like just taken aback. I can't, you know, it makes my heart kind Mm. of go genuinely. It's exciting. It's very exciting. exciting. And you say it really from your heart. I mean, I couldn't do this when I first got single, but I can look right in your eyes and go, I'm going to kiss you. Right. 
if you like it, you're going to kiss me back. So <laughs> I'm going to look away. I'm that's one of those moments. I'll be no eye contact, exactly. Right. But there's, you know, there's approach. There's what I call penetrative conversation. There's touching. There's, um, you know, sexual escalation, the sexuality. There's these five moments where women look to see if you're really going to take what I call an enlightened lead. This is not a bullshit lead. This isn't a nasty. It's what I call the benevolent masculine. It's, it's a division I've been making recently about the malevolent and the benevolent masculine. We can definitely talk about that. Yeah. But it's the benevolent masculine. It's like you're taking a lead. You're claiming her for her good, not just for your own good. So – the webinar is about those five make or break moments. And anyone, if you just go to the link on wingrowmethod.com slash Adam Bold. Slash Adam Bold. I'll also send for free. It's a 70 page guide to bold living called oh, wow. The 21 Laws of Boldness. And I love this. People want me to publish this as a book, but I'm giving away for free. And it's really about mindset. It's about how do you come at life from this um, standpoint of I'm going to make my will felt. I'm not going to make it in a malevolent way, but I'm going to stand for who I am. You know, one of the things I teach for a long time, I've been teaching this, is um, what I call real alpha versus fake alpha. You know, people talk about like, oh, you should be alpha. Not everybody's socially right. alpha. I'm five foot eight. You know, I'm not going to walk into a bar and be our friend Chance, for example. Right. You know, I'm not going to be like a six foot three surfer guy. And I can't be socially alpha in that way. And frankly, I don't really enjoy that. But I am 100% alpha in my world. Right. I own my life. I call it, for lack of a better word, I don't have it yet, spiritually alpha. I own my world. Right. Three feet circle around me. I know what I stand for. I stand for it, and I make it felt. Right. That's what I call boldness. That's what I call being spiritually alpha. Any man can do this. Any man can do that, and they can learn if they come to the webinar. I love it. Well, I encourage everybody that's listening to go sign up for Adam's uh, boldness code, winggirlmethod.com slash adambold, and you will get your... 21 don't, don't laws. Yeah, 21 in, laws. And 21 don't laws are free. Bold, it just, yeah, exactly. right. yeah, that's not laws. what I'm saying. And exactly. these, are, these are the laws of how to live a bold life in a I way that it. really – and it prepares you. And what I'll do, by the way, I'll show you how to take those principles and then how to apply them to those five make or break moments. Oh, I love it. So there's a beautiful logic here. Yeah, I it all makes sense. It. it all makes sense. And it's fun. Wonderful. Well, I want you to answer some questions from our listeners. So we have a segment. I think you did it last time as well called Analyze This. We renamed it Overanalyze This because we talk forever. But here is the first question. But if people who are listening want to send in questions, write to ask at askwomen.com. Because we overanalyze, we go very ask slowly. Askwomenpodcast.com. What did I say? Askwomen.com. Ask oh, askwomenpodcast.com. I thought this was Damn called askwomen.com. Um, that's, well, that's the later version. That's what other people refer to us week. as. Anyway, okay. Hello. I listen to your show every week and I'm a huge fan. I had a question about a past relationship of mine that recently ended about four months ago. This is a long one, but I think you'll have some really good insight. <laughs> and Adam needs a break. He's like chugging water now. Okay. I am 26 years old and was dating a guy that was still 38. We would date for three months and then he would break up with me claiming he wanted a break to decide if we were right for one another in the long term. I waited patiently for three months and we got back together. Three months later, he would bring up the issue again randomly when everything was going well that we need to be sure if we should be together long term. This came up after he had went to a friend's bachelor party. His friend had proposed to his girlfriend after a year of dating. He said that being 38, that he should have had a sense of urgency and since we have been dating for nine months and he still has doubts and he doesn't feel that way towards me yet that it would be best that we part ways now then to linger it out for uh, another 18 months and then I would look back and resent him because we would have wasted so much time which I wouldn't because it would be my choice meanwhile this topic came out of nowhere because I had never once mentioned being married engaged etc but he knew that it is something I would want in the future while explaining this to 
uh, all wait, this all to me, he is crying his eyes out, which confused me even more because it was almost like I was supposed to pity him. But how can I when he is breaking up with me for no reason? We literally had the most perfect relationship, friendship slash friendship, and everything was going well. He even said he knows I'm a good person, that I'm fun, pretty smart, etc. And he should be proposing to me, but isn't. We know we are no longer together, but it still kind of makes me scratch my head over what happened. Are these the signs of someone who is a commitment phobic? Was I just not the one for him? I also have to add that he has been traveling around the world with a man for years and even went mm. on a cruise around Valentine's Day with his guy friend mm. when we were together and I didn't get an invite, Quotations. which makes me wonder. Maybe he's gay. This is how our woman's brain works. Like, this is really good evidence for you guys. I love this. Um, there are so <laughs> many things running through my mind. I would like nothing more than to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks so much, Danielle. Okay. There is a book for you and it is called He's Just Not That Into You. Right. Stop fucking analyzing this he's not that into you cut off conversation cut off communication you're 26 she said she was 26 yeah, 38 you've got limited a uh, baby making time mm-hmm. and the best thing he could do the most respectful thing he could do is to cut bait which is what he did run. yeah so that's good but i get that it's confusing for her because he's saying you're so wonderful you're so great well, she is. crying that's the whole thing but yeah. you're just not the one yeah totally she's not that into you move on yeah okay. done yeah. what do you say Kristen? i agree I agree as well. Wow. Long question, short answer. All right, cool. Okay. Uh, Lovely ladies of Ask Women. My guy friend or bro was giving me a hard time about not going along with pursuing these girls that are DTF. Down to fuck, Mm -hmm. if you did not know. I know you're older, so maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) They just weren't my style. My question is, if this happens again, what's the best way to handle not just going along based on my personal standards while still being a good wingman? Uh, signed Wes Woody. What Wes Woody? Yes. What's the question exactly? The Be- question is how how do I handle my friend if I'm not into just like pursuing girls that are down? You kind of double team, you know, two girls right. try to get one. Being a bad this is the guy who doesn't want to sleep with women as much as but his friend is. Yeah, his he's like not mad because you're not being a good wingman. He's not being a good wingman. I just you know taking taking one for the team. Hang out with other people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. These questions are so easy. I feel like I'm at like I'm taking a third grade test in twelfth <laughs> grade. We have to overanalyze them, though. We're not really living up to the name, people. Well, I, I mean, I just but these are simple answers. Think associating with people that like that's your technique doesn't sound that fulfilling in life. So I would move on and like Art Farty already said, find other friends. <laughs> yeah, Farty already's right over there. He farted <laughs> yeah. out some truth. Exactly. Look, a lot of this again, being bold means making your will felt in the world. Both of these questions are from people who are saying, how can I bend myself to other? people? people's will right. there's no joy in life right. doing that right. no absolutely you can not. still be a good friend and chat up these girls but it doesn't mean you have to have sex with them right exactly you can Ew, distract the other ugly one totally. while he's like making out and having sex with the girl that's down to fuck that he's into but you don't have to um bend your morals so to speak yeah if you don't want to well so they, there you make go. your will felt in the world but your will can i just say something very quick as a guy here sitting here listening to you speak for the past hour yeah. it's almost been here um I'm I'm completely captivated by you. I've never met you before. Thank you. And I kind of cute yourself. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, Not the first time I've heard that. So this guy, as just a dude, I'm a dude. I'm 29 years old. I'm fucking guy living in LA. Everything this man is saying is so goddamn dead on and right. Like I live my life exactly by what you're saying, and you're saying it in ways that I've never heard presented before and I just wanted to say like everything that he is saying you guys should listen to other listeners just hey, listen thank to you bro he knows what the fuck he's talking that is true you see my girlfriend 
And that's Seriously. valid coming from Farty Arty. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, ladies, my girlfriend wants me to be more dominant when it comes to sex. Not kinky or anything, but just like scooping her up when I want and just yeah. be assertive about the whole thing. This really goes against my personality because I'm very passive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which means wimpy. This really goes against – oh, sorry. I never want her to feel uncomfortable so uh, uncomfortable and force her to do anything she's not necessarily feeling. So is there some way I can ease into being more dominant? Just go for it or continue to be myself and just let things happen. Skylar, it sounds like she does want this, so you're not really forcing her against her will. It's funny. She's well, asking yeah, you for th- it. This is, this is common. Yeah, this is a, a guy who's obviously very, very respectful of women. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe, oh, may, and, and the funny, when my sons were small, they used to say, Dad, why are people so weird about sex? Right? Really? And I said because it's that one part of life that doesn't fit into the rest of life. It's not organized the same way. Right. This is the place where you want to play. This is a realm of play. What people forget is that sex is, is adult play. And I also call it um, communication by other means. So this is the time to play. And this has come up for me a lot, too, because, as you know, I was sort of went, went through this whole yeah. like protect women thing when I was young. And when women want to play dark and dirty, it took some effort for me to, to try. Look at it from a place of play. You're not hurting her, obviously. Um, so just, just say, all right, we're going to play these roles. And you play those roles. Yeah. Another, I shouldn't be letting this out. Another great moment with my girlfriend made me love her crazily. Early on, we were in bed. I said, all right, let's, let's do some role play. She goes, great. I'll be Winston Churchill, you be Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> and I just started cracking up, and that's what I love about her. Anyway, just I a love side that. note. No, but yeah, I love that. guys, don't look at this as like a, the defining your relationship. This is a, this is adult play. Sex is a place to play. I mean, it's funny. Um, you know, for people who are into group sex, they're called play parties. I mean, it's a place to go and play. Yeah. Um, what's and explore in a safe environment. And explore in a safe environment. And another what was that other experience was, uh, oh, I dated this girl who was really into S&M. And so I went to her at one of these parties here in L.A. Santa and Monica. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Santa Monica. Oh, Santa and Monica. So we walked into this party. This is like what, 12 years ago. We walked into this party. And everyone was dressed in black leather, and there were people in cages getting fucked. And it was, and I walked in, and it did nothing for me. I was just like, I feel like I'm at a Star Trek convention. Right. That's what I said. I feel like, I, like they're Trekkies. And she goes, yeah, basically, they come to play. They're just playing. So it's it's hard for Ameri- Americans. It, it is hard for Americans hard. to understand. This is just play. And there's a great phrase from uh, Dan Savage, who I fucking yes. love. And he calls it good to go. It's one of the three Gs. You know, It's just you're good to go. You're good to play. Try it. Play. Exactly. Experiment. Have fun. Okay, next question. Hi, wing girl. This was written to me. I'm Jared. I just purchased How to Become a Man Women Want, which is a program of mine that everybody should be getting. And I wanted to say thanks. I am already pretty outgoing and I and don't find it hard to strike up conversations with people, women, but I do have a unique problem that cannot be fixed by anyone. 13 years ago, I was paralyzed from the waist Ooh, down wow. and use a power wheelchair to get around. Being a psych major and your student, I know, I, uh, know nonverbal communication is huge in connecting with other people, but unfortunately, my body talk is fairly muted. Do you have any advice on how I might overcome this when talking with women so they might better understand that I'm interested and not looking for just another friend? Thanks, Jared. Awesome. So that is a great question. I have mm-hmm. a perfect answer for okay. it. Do you know Sean Stevenson? Yeah, Everybody of course. Sean? That's usually my answer, yeah. too. I'm like, go check him out because then you will not ask a <laughs> question. So we were doing – Sean's an amazing person. He's yep. been in a wheelchair all his life. And I remember I was with him years ago. We were teaching at some seminar up in San Francisco. And I was talking – I just met him and we were sitting there together. And some woman came over and said, excuse me. She goes, can I ask you a personal question? And she goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. And he goes, he goes um, are you a virgin? And he just looks her dead in the eye and he goes, with you I am. <laughs> and I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. That's bold, right? Yeah. right? And that was awesome. And he did it without joking around, just looked her right in the eye and goes, mm-hmm. with you I am. 
I love it. Yeah. No, that's why I love Sean, too. I think the first time that I interacted with him, not that I made a statement like that, but he just like kept throwing bold comment after bold comment. That's it. Because he didn't give a shit. He's like, I'm in a wheelchair. Screw that. That's not what I'm about. Right. I'm about being me, being playful, being fun, being bold. So there's your answer. If you can't do it with your legs, do it with your wit. Just step it up. Exactly. Oh, good answer. We're just, like, flying through, through these. these. Exactly. Oh, these are easy. Right. Underanalyze. <laughs> all right. Okay. Hi, all. Love the show. Thanks for all you do. I've gone on a couple of dates with a girl, and we haven't been physical yet. I'm totally cool with it, because when I see serious potential, I like to move slow. Cool. Again, I, try, I always try to be open and honest and upfront, so I'm wondering when it's a good time to bring up my... Oh. STD. I'm just cautious because That's if we don't get like physical, there is no need to tell her. Thanks, Eddie. When do you bring that up? When do I bring it up? Yes. When do you bring up all about all your STDs? Well, I would say miraculously, I made it this far. <laughs> um, that's a great question. It depends what the STD is, I would think. Right. Um, women have brought it up with me early on, uh, very early on. Some like to get it out on the table right away. Okay. And then, you know, that's the way Literally just, spread the germs all over the Literally, table. right. Yeah, literally here's my, table. Here's, oh, me and here's my herpes. Yes. <laughs> that's right. the single most disgusting thing you've ever said. Okay, Farty, already quiet well, down I can do so much better than that. <laughs> to give you another insight into why I like this woman so much, when I went to Burning Man last year, she didn't come with me. And everyone at Burning Man gets what's called a playa name. So you, you have like a nickname that you use, like Wild Style or whatever, right? And so she <laughs> Is that gave, your name? Yeah, no. She gave me, she goes, here's the name you're going to tell everybody you are. Ready? Um, infected Penis. That is your and name. You took it? it was really funny. Oh my god! So goes, that, I like that about her. Anyway, so that was my infectious nickname. penis. Infected penis. Infectious. <laughs> I like that better. Actually. So I just call myself syphilis. Because that could be there positive. You go. And but infectious. Are, it's like that's a laugh. It spreads. <laughs> it's fun. Everyone wants it. That's how I feel about my penis. Right. Siffy. Sure. Right. <laughs> so it's a great question. Look, it depends what the STD is. Now a lot of guys are carrying HPV. Yeah. So we probably well, most people are carrying HPV. Most people are, and a lot of guys are getting throat cancer. This mm-hmm. is like a real thing, by yeah. the way. I totally expect to be getting throat cancer in yeah. ten to twenty years. Absolutely, you, you know get about it this? from HPV. You get guys get it from going oral down. sex, going down to women. Oh, you should that have gotten like it a, ten years ago. That was like a quiet uh, break, it takes a while. No, it's not. I expect to get HPV. Yes, <laughs> uh, it. Well, it when, when my son was fourteen, he goes, "Dad, do you do you like lick the pussy?" He goes, <gasps> "Dad, do you lick the pussy?" I'm like, "Son." It's vitamin P. It contains all your essential vitamins and it minerals. Does. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Gross. Oh, it's, uh, oh, really? Okay. Well, to me, it's one of the <laughs> now great, you know a lot about Kristen. Yeah, I know. It's, you know a lot about me. It's one yeah. of the great pleasures of exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, no, I actually. If do you look mine, it. you'll get HP, which is Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard. Really you get a printer. Outdated. Yeah. You're outdated. <laughs> you get inky. Yes. You get ink yeah, like an yeah, octopus. Yeah. She does that. All it's different awesome. colors. I love when women ink like an octopus. Mm-hmm. It's like better than squirting. <laughs> I always run out of the black a lot quicker. We learned something else about her dating. Color. <laughs> but um, anyway. no, I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm actually not kidding about that. There was an article the other day about Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of Citibank, I think. Okay, and uh, he just came down with it. Michael Douglas famously came down with it, and mm-hmm. he was a, he kind of came off as a jackass. Cause, oh, I always thought those were jokes. No, they're he not. Got it from, no, like, this is real. No, no it's real. actually real for real. Yeah, and it's oh, tragic. Wow. And I'm just going to fucking pay the price. I don't care. But um, yeah, so wow. that's for real. So a lot of people are carrying HPV. Not all HPV strains carry. Right. The There's like hundreds causing. of HPV strains. I anyway, know. that's a whole other podcast. It is. I'm really depressed now. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so um, if it's something really serious like syphilis or gonorrhea, you know, you should bring it up right away. Herpes, it's a question. A lot of people carry it. But what is right away? What does right away mean? So right away, like you're sitting down, you're having your appetizers, you say, I have gonorrhea. I think here's, here's my philosophy. See if there's a connection first. Right. If there's a connection, then there comes the right time. Hey, you know, you know, we're getting serious. 
and I mean it connects like one or two dates. Right. I mean, it's not something – because this has come up in the beginning. If a woman told me she had herpes, gone. Right. Like I just was not going to get involved. Just right. I didn't want to. I just didn't want to get close to that. Um, so I would say literally maybe on a second or third date. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I so think it's fair. I say you do it right when you're about to go in for the kill. <laughs> just here's my tongue. Right about to insert it. You're like, well, you're too late. I'm too late. something. Yeah. Exactly. You're in it. Yeah, it's a exactly. tough one. And there is, by the way, if you got herpes, there's uh, herpesdating.com, I believe it's called. There is actually oh, really? a herpes dating site. Yeah, oh, for that's kind of cool. Because it's an issue. It, it's definitely an issue for people. Yeah, I'm, I, but I would I, think there would be. Actually, I think it was, um, I know you're just saying like 30, 40% people have herpes. I think it's like 75% or 80% of people have Oh, herpes. it's been a month since I checked, so I don't know. No, right. It goes up that quickly. It could be. But it, I mean, you're it's spreading a lot it. Stop I, doing it. I, well, well, there's different kind of herpes, of Right, course. like there's, cold sores. Right. Most people have that. Right. Actually, yeah. But in terms of genital herpes, I think it's. It's 30 to 40%. Oh, okay, right. Nice, okay. We I know. Well, that's married, so huh? it's, it's herpes.com? Herpes da- I think it's called herpesdating.com. <laughs> herpesdating.com. So anybody who has herpes, go to that website. And anybody who wants to learn about how to be bold, check out the boldness code on July 16th. And you oh, can yeah. sign up for this webinar uh, by going to winggirlmethod.com slash Adam Bold. And that is the end of no. Overanalyze This, which was actually analyzed this today. Yeah. Adam is quick. Right. Very quick. Very quick. Uh, and if anybody wants to ask questions, write into Adam at askwomenpodcast.com. Check out new episodes of our show every Thursday. Please download them and also please subscribe so you don't actually have to download. And what else? What else do we got for them? Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, follow me at Kristen Carney and follow Marnie at Wing Girl Method. I don't know why I always do it for you too. But. I know. It's, well, it's very nice of you. Yes, very I'm a gentle woman. You're, <laughs> you're spreading the HPV. Okay, thank you so much for being on the show, Adam. You're fantastic. So much you're good bold, information. So much fun. And super sexy and full Ooh, of uh, STDs. Okay, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening.